morning, everyone. This is Tala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you guys for joining me tonight on another episode. Thank you guys so much for all the shares that you guys have been doing. Please continue to do them. It is an awesome deed that you guys are doing. Uh, also, please feel free, and I never really ask, but just recently I uh, got a little memo that I should probably ask everyone to subscribe if they have not. So please do. It would be a really wonderful thing. Thank you guys so much. So this way you can always hear what I'm sending out. Uh, and it, you'll be, it'll be available to you. I never ask, never thought to ask people to do that, but I guess there are some ways that you can subscribe, uh, and download these, uh, episodes or even get them right when I post them. So it's exciting. <laughs> I just learned this. Wonderful. And so thank you guys for all the people that have been subscribing to it. This is exciting that you guys have been doing it anyways. So thank you guys. Also, I wanted to kind of start this by talking about my job. It helps me get closer to people's discomfort. You know, I, I sometimes experience people's worst days, worst weeks, worst events that have happened to them. I'm there with them as they are experiencing those feelings or reliving them. Sometimes they'll come and they want to change a certain part of their life and they want to, or they want to transition from one part to another. For example, divorce and marriage and getting a new job. I mean, those are really the reasons why people need to seek counseling. Nothing has to be wrong with you. A lot of the times I'm just helping people transition from one part of their life to the next. And sometimes in our society, there's a stigma attached. People that seek counselors or therapists, it's really because they have something wrong with them. They have mental health issues. And the thing is, we all do. <laughs> Ironically, we all have mental health concerns because we all have a mental health to be concerned with. So it would only make sense that we can all use it at one point in our life to help us out with any transition. And if we just use the same way to solve our problems with o- with only tools that we have, we would be coming up with the same outcome every time. That's why it's really great to have another person where I can get help to sift through my own thoughts, maybe develop a new perspective. It requires humility for us to actually seek assistance in that way because our ego will let us believe that we have the answer and that nobody else will will have the answer for us or even help us with the answer. But it's a false idea. It keeps us very much in the dark because we will not seek help out of ego, not out of necessity. So something to keep in mind for all of us if you ever feel like you need to process some things in your life or even work on a transition or even just get bumped up to the next level, emotionally speaking, counseling would be for you. Definitely for people that would like to express verbally and have good skills in expression or even like to learn how to verbally express themselves and deal with emotions or even confront them. Many people know this already that we have not grown up with families that have dealt with emotions properly. We have maybe experienced extremes. So either our families may have overreacted or extremely avoidant in this case, right? So those are the extremes that we've seen growing up. And if you grew up in those extremes, you're not going to be able to deal with emotions 
somewhere in the middle. It'll be tricky unless you learn it on, on your own and, and somehow through trial and error, as many do, develop a middle perspective. So a therapist or the therapeutic process can help you get to that middle, explore what that middle would look like for you, which is, I think, a great experience we can all use. So I recommend it for everyone. I really do. Nothing has to be wrong with you. On the contrary, uh, if anything, you probably have more skills that would be beneficial in talk therapy than than not. So anyways, I hope that makes sense. So today is about discomfort. The number one thing people come and see me about would be probably anytime there's a discomfort going on. People don't come and see me because everything is going well, right? They come and see me because somehow something is coming out as unexpected. Some distress is occurring. Some type of pain is happening and it becomes overwhelming. And that's when the majority of people come and see me. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Not at all. I think that makes obvious sense that people would come and seek assistance that way. But I'm going to tell you today some very important insight that can help you do the prevention and the skill building that you need in order for you to condition better coping skills when it comes to discomfort. A lot of the times what we perceive as discomfort, my friends, is not an actual bad thing that we're looking at. We just call it, oh my God, that's bad. Or, oh, that's evil. Or the, oh, that's, we have a lot of names that judge it, but it may be just as simple as unexpected. It's just an unexpected outcome and we react negatively to it. This is not going to be a good idea when it comes to coping. It makes us really feel stuck in our lives. So we want to make sure that we are able to deal with discomfort and with painful events. But I think mostly discomfort. It's not just painful, all right? We live discomfort every day. I don't think we live painful every day. And that's what we want to try to look at here is how do we become more comfortable in the discomfort? Why do we need discomfort? Why is it important to get through it? Okay, so first thing I want to say about discomfort is that it is a part of life. Pain and discomfort are parts of life. Struggling in any way is a part of life because we're not handed a manual to anything and it it makes it tricky for us to always freak out if there is something uncomfortable that's happening in front of us. But unfortunately, many of us have learned to respond to discomfort or unexpected situations or even painful situation in the three ways that we've learned, which is fight, flight, or freeze. Fighting means I fight back or argue. I, I resist the discomfort. A flight means I avoid it or run away from it or freeze. I just don't know what to do with it. And I sit in this helplessness that's experienced with unexpected situations or with events that could be perceived as negative. Okay. So fight, flight, or freeze. This is common as a stress response. It is built for us within our brain to respond this way when we need to respond this way. We don't need to be responding to everyday life in fight, flight, or freeze. We need to address discomfort in a different way or else we'll be exhibiting really terrible coping skills and there's no growth that's being prompted from this discomfort or this 
perceived event, negative event in our lives. So we need those negative events, those perceived, what we call negative events, but really they're not negative. Like I said, most of it is just unexpected. We, we need these unexpected situations so we can learn a lot from them. Discomfort really implies growth. And the more discomfort I feel, the more likely I'm being called to grow further from it. It is common for people to come to me and tell me, Tala, well, I have anxiety and I have depression. And what they're really telling me is they're helpless to their emotions. They're kind of using it as, I'm just, it's something I got to just sit with these feelings. I just got to keep chasing. I got to chase depression and sadness and I got to chase anxiety um, and fear. But it, it is not true. We are not helpless to our emotions. But if we've been chasing them for so long, we can get used to just going with feelings. We just feel the feelings and right away we respond on them. And if we feel stressed or feel uncomfortable, like I said, we can resort to fight, flight, or freeze response, but it is not going to help us out in the outcome and even learning from what we need to learn from discomfort. So the idea of being in the depressive episode or the anxious episode, it really means that I'm emotionally stuck there. I'm emotionally coming up with the same conclusion, the same outcome, whether it's avoidance, whether it's a resistance or whether it's just sitting there in a helplessness. Okay. I'm not confronting it properly and I'm not learning how to get comfortable when, it, when discomfort is being experienced. I hope that makes sense. So we don't need to complicate this, my friends. Is as it sounds. It's pretty simple. When you see a baby first starting to walk, they're going to fall multiple times before they get their balance and learn how to walk. What we don't want a child to experience is the fear of falling. Because if they feared the fall, they would probably not move out of their seat. <laughs> they would just keep crawling and they'll crawl for a long while not wanting to experience the risk of falling. Now, I've worked with children and I've seen babies early on that really are afraid to fall. <laughs> and it does happen every once in a while. It's a rare thing. But with human nature in general, we've when we experience discomfort, it is for the purposes of growth. We believe it then. We say, you know what? If you fall, get back up. It'll be fine. We'll learn it until we... We, we do it and we are mastering this art of walking with balance. Great. But we stop developing this excitement towards discomfort as we age. We start having plans and our ego takes over and says, these plans are going to happen exactly as I perceive them. <laughs> and we get disappointed because it does not. And instead of the mobility emotionally to move forward beyond just the thought of, oh my God, this didn't happen the way I wanted it, right? Beyond this disappointment. It gets stuck on this disappointment. And I just keep repeating, oh my God, look, it happened. It just didn't come out the way it happened. We tell other people, we call mothers, fathers, best friends, spouses, and tell them, hey, I didn't get that job. Hey, I wasn't good enough. I didn't pass this test. I, this uh, thing that just happened, I got I didn't want it to happen, whatever it is. And I keep repeating that I didn't want it to happen. And it makes sense because your brain is trying to get a handle of it. 
But unfortunately, if you keep it in that state of mind, if you keep telling it, it didn't happen, it didn't happen, it didn't happen, you stay in this idea or brain state of lack. And you only focus on what this part of the sequence of events, it doesn't allow you to move forward. It just keeps you stuck in this helplessness, like, oh my God, it didn't happen. Like you're so shocked. You're still shocked telling the story over and over again. No matter how many times you tell it, you still tell it how you're disappointed about it. Da, 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 and you're still there playing that story. But it doesn't do anything. It doesn't emotionally, mobily help you get forward. So in order for us to get forward, we have to look at this discomfort, but not stay too long there. I can look at this job that I didn't get and then quickly, quickly it has to be passed along into a different thought. If we don't pass it along to a different thought that can mobily move us forward and get stuck just in there in that shaming and self-guilting, we're never going to move past it. We're just going to keep going back to this unexpected thing, trying to make it expected and trying to make it the way we want to make it and we get stuck. We cannot see beyond two other alternatives. When we need to look at other alternatives, people, we do need it. Remember falling down multiple times. We need to take the risk of falling in order for us to grow. So just think of not passing this test or not getting that job as a discomfort that will help us grow. We need to think about it this way. For example, if I go and take an important test and I don't pass it, what I really want to be able to do from that point is accept I took that test. I did not pass it, but also accept my responsibility to study some more and take it again. All of it with an acceptance, right? I accept the facts as they are. But if I keep saying, I failed that test, I failed that test. I'm calling other people. I'm saying, I'm no good. I failed that test. I keep running in my mind. I can't believe I failed that test. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I failed that test. All what happens is you keep replaying it, at which point you're creating this fear that you keep chasing and when you try to take another test, that that's if if you decide to ever take that test, it, you might not do very well at because you still have resistance. You're still playing this idea that it can only be this outcome of failure, right? Your brain is a very sensitive piece of equipment, people. If you stay on this thought and you replay it, unfortunately, it will manifest itself. It will just produce exactly the outcome that you want it to produce, which would be fear, which would be shame. And it would, and whatever shame or fear does to you or whatever outcome you'll get from that. But if we quickly accept and move to the next thought of, okay, how can I get to the next step and, and confront and accept what I need to confront. Then you are working to actually confront your discomfort. You're not just staying there stuck with the helplessness. You're not resisting it. I can't believe it happened. You're not avoiding it, saying it. You know what? I'll never take a test. I'll just wait. I'll keep procrastinating taking a test. You're not doing any of these three things that we do usually when we are facing a crisis or discomfort. We are actually confronting it. We're actually learning from it and learning to do it the way we want to do it next time. So I learned to study better. I learned to look at the mistakes I've made in that test and really review them and really confront them. Maybe I would have to uh, hire a tutor or take a workshop, whatever it is I need to do to help me confront this situation appropriately. Okay. So discomfort allows us to get better and better. I want us to start getting excited about discomfort in life, about even experiencing loss 
uh, experiencing any other forms of discomfort, pain, any of those things help us slow down so we can look at things a little bit more to learn how to get better and better and to get comfortable once we've become uncomfortable. We don't want to miss this process, my friends. We want to be sure to use every moment of discomfort. It is there for a reason. If everything was comfortable and went well every all day, every day, there would be no feeling of relief, no feeling of excitement and self-accomplishment and self-understanding. There would be no character building because that's what that's what tough situations make us confront is our character and what we need to strengthen within our character to develop whatever it is that we need to confront this new discomfort or this unexpected event and make it more comfortable for us. So I want us to start getting excited. It is an important part of life. And one could say that people that are, that do well and master this beautiful art of living do very, very well with confronting discomfort. They look at it straight in the eye and they feel the feelings, whatever they are, whether it's fear, whether it's, uh, disappointment, pain, they experience this heartbreak, for example, we look at this discomfort and we seek to heal it. We seek to learn from it. And believe it or not, it's in this discomfort that the clue for our relief will be. It'll be nowhere else except in this discomfort. So I need you to look at it so you can know what clue you are getting about getting that relief you need, whatever that may be. Okay. For example, if a woman is in a very abusive relationship and she is comfortable in it, nothing will happen. She'll still get getting physically or emotionally abused. And if she has children, the children will see it and the children will grow up with this domestic violent environment, right? It will just continue on this generational negative impact. But it's wonderful when this same lady becomes uncomfortable with what she's seeing. We want this discomfort to start happening. So this way she can see that, hey, my children are starting to really be impacted by what's happening in this environment. I'm starting to really feel depressed and limited in this environment. And I cannot grow further. I cannot be free. We want to experience this discomfort. So this way she can decide to do something about it. This is a good thing, people. Discomfort is a great thing. Take a look at it to figure out what the clue is that you need to look at dead in the eye to get your relief. Okay, I hope I hammered this in your mind enough and that you guys start reflecting on it and confronting those discomforts. It is in those discomforts that we will grow and our character and our courage will even strengthen more and more every day for us to do bigger and much better things. So let's get started, people. Let's get started. I'm sending you love, light, and the relief that comes from discomfort. This has been an episode of Drive Through.